Blunt Movie Talk. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Blunt Movie Talk. Blunt Movie Talk. Would you guys like that if I just talk like, you know, that epic, In a world, Bobby Newport never has had to work for a real thing. In his life. I've been watching Parks and Rec a lot recently. I have a drink. Don't worry, guys. Um, I've been watching that in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is hilarious. I'm upset with myself. I got so late into the game with it. But yeah, this is not a TV podcast. This is a movie podcast. So let's get this motherfucker going. I am your host, Joe Schmo. Um, I kind of like that one, but also what makes this episode really exciting for me right now, guys, is that this is the first episode that I'm recording that will be released in the same week that I'm recording. It's a little bit of a test to see if, you know, if I get too stressed out because, you know, I have a, a real job outside of this and, um, just, you know, with time and everything and making sure, um, it's out Friday morning for everyone out there. Um, but yeah, today's episode, um, well, let's talk about news because you guys will actually hear the news the week of this stuff. Um, I'm going to actually pop open my Facebook to make sure I don't forget anything. Um, but a lot of exciting movie news. Uh, <laughs> this is something I'm excited for because this man is a visionary and they, they, they critics and uh movie super buffs i love citizen kane Ooh. citizen kane's not the best movie in the world it's very good it, and it's great for its time but so much has come out since then folks let's move on anywho um what the fuck was, oh yeah um we are talking about Zack snyder's Justice League, release the Snyder Cut, it happened, I've been one of the big supporters of that ever since, you know, uh, Zack Snyder, uh, ooh, god, this is great, breaking news right now, Henry Cavill in negotiations to return to Superman, which needs to happen because he's a fantastic Superman, um, but yes, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League is finally coming out, none of that bullshit of, um, uh, Josh Whedon, And Warner Brothers hacking up what Zack Snyder did. Zack Snyder had to leave in the most negative of circumstances. um, The death of his daughter. And so him and his wife. His wife's... His partner, Deborah Snyder's his wife. um, They took time away from the movie. And Warner Brothers changed every fucking thing about it. Because there was a lot of teaser photos and things. Uh, he, cause he's very active with fans. He doesn't hide anything from his, from the fan bases. And I think that's really cool. Um, but like 300 is fantastic. Watchmen's one of the best comic book adaptations of all time. I don't fucking care what you think. They changed the ending, but that thing is fucking moving art people. Anyway, Ooh, getting caught up, but yeah, Snyder cuts being released, um, for the, ju- the justice league that came out, I feel like. It was like getting chicken when you wanted steak. I don't think the movie is 100% awful. I just, it's not one I wanted to see. And I want to see Zack Snyder's True Vision, which is going to be like a three-hour movie from 
the two hours we got because he said they what they showed was only a third of what he filmed. So much was left out. Um, uh, other movie news, HBO Max, um, as I'm speaking right now today, uh, oh, sorry, um, launched. But what pisses me off, they get to... I luckily have a PlayStation 4, so I'm able to get the HBO Max through that, but me and the missus use our Roku to stream, and they don't have HBO Max for that. So that was real fucking annoying, but they let you do little previews, and they have a Turner Classic Movies section with it, which are all these older, fantastic films that I wish people would see. And I remember being a kid, uh, Turner Classic, TCM, um was one of those uh, channels that I watched all the time. That and AMC um, watched it all the time because they always played movies, and that's where large, like, my love and really for movies and everything kind of ignited. Plus, my brother's a big movie geek, too, so it works. Um, but, yeah, that launched today. They have all eight Harry Potter films on there at launch. But what really got me excited was they have Fresh Prince on there, besides to turn classic movies. Uh, they have they have Fresh Prince on there, and I haven't watched the show in forever. So uh, I'm I'm gonna cancel a few things that I don't really use subscription wise, and then um, yeah, I'm totally probably gonna most likely do it. <laughs> um, uh, that's not all of movie news. It can't be. Um, a lot of things are about to go back into production. I've seen a lot of things announced. Um, uh, the trailer for, um, oh, Tenet came out. Sorry, I had to remember that. Uh, the trailer for Tenet came out. It's the full first trailer, and it looks fantastic. Uh, John David Washington's, like, being a fucking stellar actor just like his father, Denzel Washington. And then, um, I, I think I fucked up his name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, shit. Um, but, uh, and also... Oh, fuck. I lost it. <laughs> I fucking lost it. Uh, you probably already know what I'm talking I'm gonna see, I was scrolling. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Tenet. Tenet, thank you. Okay. Um, Tenet released its first full trailer and it's from Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan's my favorite, uh, modern day director, definitely one of my top directors of all time. But like in this decade right now, he's just a masterful filmmaker and he just hit after hit after hit fantastic films left and right. I have like super extra sweet tea. It's like too sweet. I like sweet tea, but I, this is just like, Oh, man, this is an icicle still. Oh, shit. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, no wonder it was so cold. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Tenet looks fantastic. Uh, Robert Pattinson looks like he's going to do really well with it. A uh, little bit of smart marketing, is, since it's Warner Brothers. War he always works with Warner Brothers, so it's not hard for his films to get be able to use references in the trailers. Uh, most often, but one of the thing is the Dark Knight trilogy, and then they show uh, Robert Pattinson's character, and I was just like, oh man, that's sly, those sly motherfuckers, they know what they're doing, um, but uh, yeah, there a lot of things are about to go back into production, which is exciting, um, 
theaters are some theaters i think are planning for june or july uh reopening those up which you know hopefully all goes well but you know let's be safe out there folks um you can think what you want um you can listen to videos that off a service that made logan paul famous if you want but um yeah um man this freaking thing is loud i can hear that turning that shit off Sorry, I just have Netflix randomly playing shit, and it was just a little too loud for the uh, for the podcast here. Anyway, but uh, yeah, a lot of stuff's starting back up. Um, but you know, Tenet has been sticking with that July release date, which I love because I wish Ghostbusters kept their July release date. But that's that's all right. I get it. It's for people's safety. But anyway, let's actually talk about what the show is. You're probably wondering about the title, Acting Bad. Of course, it's a runoff from Breaking Bad, but Acting Bad. I'm going to talk about actors that they're not bad actors. The opposite. They're amazing actors. They're so amazing that when they film anything um you fucking hate them these are about the characters we fucking hate and i did a lot of research for this one because i wanted to make sure i was remembering people and um i think i got most of my list done but these are characters that really just fucking annoyed you through the um through uh the entire film and for instance um right now in front of me i've i really like funko's um, I actually got into them super late, but ever since, I don't know, one day I look, I had this one I bought because it's from Taxi Driver, Travis Bickle, and uh, I looked it up on eBay, and it's selling for like $70, and I remember just getting it for like 8 from Walmart, so I was just like, oh man, these things have some fucking value to them, um, and so, yeah. Uh, I have this Riddler one in front of me, and I love—I hate Batman Forever, but I love Jim Carrey's portrayal of the Riddler. It's not—he plays it more um, 1960s style Riddler, um, but Riddler's one of my all-time favorite uh, villains of Batman. But uh, yeah, but Jim Carrey doesn't play a Riddler that I despise with a passion. Do I think they're crazy? Yeah. Do I want Batman to win? Yeah, that's how it is. But at the same time, somewhat like the Joker, you kind of want to see them succeed over Batman sometimes. And, um, but yeah, these are like characters, and I, I dug a lot, like I said, and I tried to find all the characters that I just hate. And I'm going to talk about some actors that are like chameleons and can play despisable characters, but then also just be these fantastic actors that that are like fucking chameleons um let's uh talk about you know what to start this off to let you know i'm serious let's talk about the first person on every fucking list but i really want to applaud her because um in a couple weeks after the marvel episodes it's going to be three-parter official trailer here it's going to be uh, about two weeks from now i think it'll air two or three weeks from i think it's two weeks and that will be part one, and then a day later, part two, and the next day, part three. So three days, three podcasts, all about Marvel, folks. You heard it here first. But um, yeah, um, 
we're going to talk about the number one person that kept popping up on lists that I was using to help me, um, 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 sorry, I heard something freak me out. (laughs) Uh, anyway, um, Dolores Umbridge. Dolores Umbridge. Oh, I, I didn't finish my. There will be a book, uh, book to film podcast coming up here. Um, after. Wait, I think I fucking said I'm sorry. Uh, sometimes, guys, I get kind of loopy, but I have a fidget cube to try to help me right now, but I think it sometimes distracts me. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, the number one person that came up on all the lists I was using to try to help me was Dolores Umbridge, which shouldn't be a surprise because I'm re I'm re listening to Harry Potter right now because I want to have like sharper details about because um, most of the films I'll probably be talking about is Harry Potter series. Uh, there will be more discussion. I- I'm doing a lot of research. That's probably going to be a long episode. But anyway, Dolores Umbridge in the book. Is fucking awful and annoying, and I like I know what happens to her because I read the book when I was a kid or younger. Yeah, I was like fourteen when it came out. I think anyway, um, when I was younger, um, I remember reading it, and I know what happens to her. But the process of what listening, because I I do audiobooks because I work most of the time, so it makes more. I don't really have time to read read. Um, Read, read. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, but yeah, um, just listening to the audio and just like, can this bitch just fucking die? And I don't say that lightly. I don't like taking. I don't like saying that. But Lord Sunbridge is a wh- horrible person. Huh. <sighs> but um, I'm I'm gonna put her name. I know it. Um, but the applause for this needs to go to, um. Imelda Staunton, I think, is the actress's name. Um, I can't, I can't function right now, guys. You know what's happening here. Um, but uh, no, she needs to be so fucking celebrated because she looks like Will Ferrell, but the bitch just fucking makes you hate her. And oh my god, it's just I. She really puts you in a rage. Like I hate her more than I hate um. Voldemort, which is insane because Voldemort is a pure murderer, but there's something about her that just you want to fucking hit her. Um, I don't condone. I don't know. I'd have a vada cadaver her ass just obliterator. Uh, that'd be a lot of pink just flying through the air though. <laughs> um, but yeah, like um, Imelda does. I, I think it's Imelda. It's I-M-E-L-D-A. Yeah. And um, we're going to call... I'm going to call her Mel for... Imelda Mel. I'll call her Mel. Um, She does such a good job, though, because... um, Man, I'm freaking... This is a bad trip, you guys are listening right now. Uh, I have to get up early for work, though. So maybe this will be a shorter episode. (laughs) No, uh, back to it, though. Uh... Imelda does such a fantastic job because it takes a lot for an an actor because there could be villains that you love to hate like Darth Vader. I'm not going to put Darth Vader on this list because 
he's such a celebrated character at the same time. And then we know so much of the backstory of Anakin that it put, makes him more human, especially seeing his beginning and knowing his end. And I'll give that one thing to George Lucas by what he did. Um, I'll give him that much. Um, man, there's been a lot of Star Wars news too, I feel. There's been a lot of news, folks. I'm sorry. I'll write the news down. I used to always write the news down, but I forgot to this time. Um, but, um, yeah, Amelda, uh, you did amazing. I don't you'll ever fucking hear this. But um, I think that should be celebrated. Like, um, there's, a me- there's always a meme I see around of people. And it's, um, uh, sorry, I'm grabbing my bottle here. Um, hate the character, respect the actor. And it's usually associated with, um, what's her name? Uh, she played Cersei in, um, uh, Game of Thrones. Lena Headley? Headley? I can't think of her name, I'm sorry. Um, no, she does such an amazing job. But, like, you see her in interviews, she seems like the coolest bitch in the world. Not bitch. Sorry, that's derogatory. That's that's for Dolores. Um, she's, like, the coolest chick ever. Chick's not even better. I am sorry. Ah, uh, fuck. We're being blunt here, folks. This is what you come here for. Because that's the only prescription. Okay. Um, uh, keeping... We're just going to keep in the little Harry Potter verse universe uh, for a second here. But also... Um, Pam Ferris. Now you're hearing that name and you're like, I don't know this character. You don't know the character. This is the actress. This actress plays um, Dolores, or not Dolores, <laughs> Mrs. Tr- Miss Trumple from Matilda. Yeah, she's also Vernon's sister. I can't think of her name. And Prisoner of Azkaban, which she plays a big bitch in that. But you hear all the, like, you see her interact with, like, the cast now. Especially, like, when she sees Matilda. And she's, like, she she seems like a woman who's just full of love. And, um, but she plays Miss Trumbull so well. I remember reading that book in school. And then we watched the movie after. And it was, she was the perfect embedment of Mrs. Trump, Miss Trumple, Miss Trunchbull. Trunchbull. Sorry, folks. I know someone's getting really pissed right now. Um, um, oh, this actor, I haven't seen him in a lot of things. I've seen him in a couple things, and he definitely has range. Um, his name's Doug Hitchson. Hitch, Doug Hitchson. He's played in this character that I fucking hate. And this is a, this will be a th- movie in the book to film adaptation talk. Um, he plays Percy Whitmore, Whitmore, in the Green Mile. He's the one that um eventually shoots Wild Bill in his cell. But um, his character is not. There's no likable thing. You know, he got the the job because his um his I think it's either his. Yeah, it's his father has big connections, or his... I forget, he has connections to put him on the mile, and he really just wants to be on there to watch someone fry. But um, his character, there's no traits about him that you, like, feel sorry for him at any point, because he's literally, um, literally, um, just this hateable character. And he plays him so well, and again, this is... 
the reason why I want to talk about this is because there's actors like there's actors like Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks definitely has range. That's not the example here. The example is he it's almost effortless how he can act sometimes because everyone knows him as a nice guy, I guess in real life, and he always plays the nice guy, the good guy. But it's just you he's just I don't think he can play a vil- someone bad and like you would hate him i don't think it's capable but like these are actors that i've seen them in other roles and they're likable characters but there's something about this character and they just they just do something extra and i think that really defines an actor when you have such a range and you can play someone that because sometimes you know it's very easy to separate the actor from the character um, one of the performances I will mention here shortly is kind of opposite that, like, um, I know who the actor is, I love the actor, but, um, this role, I was, it was so hard for me to, like, escape from him. I have The Office playing in the background right now. A good example of this is Idris Elba as Charles Minor. Charles Minor reminds me of a manager I once had when I worked in the grocery industry, and, Oh, God. He pissed me off. But then, like, Charles Minor, which is just not, like... I I know, like... I like Dwight, and we like Jen, but it's like... He doesn't seem like a logical man at all. And how he kind of attacks Jim, how he approaches Michael, which... Fucking Michael, like... He gets shit done. They're the most successful branch. We're not... Okay, going into the office. We're not talking about this right now. Sorry. What? <laughs> god oh, that's where my demons hide <laughs> okay sorry um i want to make some shirts for you guys like i don't know i'll open like i, I think there's red bubble and threadless or and um there's a lot of, i i if i could do six dollar tees i'll totally do it for you guys but i would totally love to just um Get some merch out there for you guys. Like, if you guys want something cool that associates with the show, maybe I say a certain line that you guys love. Oh, sorry. Um, then I, I'll do that for you guys. You just communicate with me. Um, some of you know me in real life, but again, go to the Facebook page, um, Blunt Movie Talk, and um, message me. And we'll, it, even if, if you're someone I don't know and you want to be on the show, I could probably make it happen really easily. Um, just so just let me know and we'll get things worked out for you guys. Cause this is a podcast for you and let me get back to what we were talking about, but yeah, um, man, guys, I went too far. Oh, Idris Alba. I was talking about Idris Alba. Um, he played a character on the office, Charles Minor fucking hated him. But the thing is, um, before I actually, like, remembered seeing him in The Office, I thought he was a dick. And then I saw him in other films throughout the years, and I was like, oh, this guy's great. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, like, it's just... he. I feel like he's the kind of guy that... Um, I've seen him in, like, nice guy role, like a nice guy role here and there. And he just really... It, it, it takes an act, a really truly gifted actor to really do that and to make you almost forget that they're an actor or an actress. Um, and my furnace just turned on. My AC. Yay. Um, I don't think it... I don't... 
Eh, it just makes a light hum. It, it won't. Okay. Anyway, but um, Percy Whitmore, awful fucking character. But Green Mile is a fantastic film, and his performance, even though you hate him, it's so good because it puts you in there. It makes it more believable, and you really want. I don't know. I think it just drives you a little bit when you watch a movie. Um, Staying in the Green Mile, also Wild Bill uh, Wharton, Wild Bill. Uh, played by Sam Rockwell. Sam Rack- Rockwell is... He has so much fucking range. Um, the, I think he's in this Netflix movie called Mr. Right or something. He's with Anna Kendrick and it was fucking awful. Oh, I, here's a little quick review for you guys. Somebody recommended me to watch The Last Airbender to do an entire episode about the reviewing The Last Airbender. Which I could put with my ad- adaptations one but that's more for books to film anyway the last air airbender from m night Shyamala. i've seen shit more impressive than that i have seen a dog jump in water a thousand times and i'd rather watch that than watch one more second of that fucking movie i turned it off in 30 minutes because the acting was so bad the the dialogue was uh, and i don't remember avatar that much i watched it when i was younger and i want to rewatch it it's on netflix right now but it is so fucking bad anyway back to this um sam rockwell um he's a chameleon of an actor he usually does like the funny man roles because you know he's very humorous but He's, I've seen him in uh, serious roles. Uh, he's in Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit's kind of like a dark comedy-esque thing. It's definitely very humorful. But there are true moments of just, like, great acting there. And then Wild Bill is kind of like this wild character. But you fucking hate him. He comes off annoying. And then you find out he's the one that committed the crimes that John Coffey is uh, accused of. And he's the reason why John Coffey's even there. So, fuck you, Wild Bill. But, again, respecting the actor, hating the character. Sam Rockwell, again, you have to be gifted to have people really fucking hate you. Now, okay, and this is just us watching, and we want to see Tom Hanks succeed. We want to see John Coffey succeed, who's played by the late, great uh, Michael Clark Duncan. And you, you want to see them succeed with whatever is fucking happening... But um, John does something that makes it impossible involving Percy and Wild Bill. And um, it's good. It's just a great movie. I've got to re- fucking rewatch it here. Me. All right. Um, staying in the world of... Uh, what's it called? Stephen King. I love Stephen King, by the way. Um, ooh. That is coming up kind of high. Sorry, folks. What the fuck? I swear, I'm having such a bad trip right now. I'm just going to lean back from the thing for a moment. Uh, Annie Wilkes. Annie Wilkes from Misery. And she is played by Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates is a tremendous actress. She almost didn't get this role because she wasn't quote-unquote attractive enough to be a star Kathy Bates isn't what you would call classically beautiful but she's still a beautiful woman even back then she's crazy looking but I don't find her to be an ugly woman I don't find 
any women really ugly because we all you know what i'm gonna get really just silly off silly sorry wow i'm just not gonna say it fuck it <laughs> but no um it's like you find annie wilkes to be really nice but then again she goes from nice to maybe a little possessive she gets pretty possessive pretty quickly but then she just the character we slowly see being molded by kathy in this role and she does tremendous tremendous work there and kathy bates again she does comedies she does serious films um she she's she's a great actress and annie wilkes is not a likable character at all and as you get to know her more you really hope to see um oh my god what's his fucking name oh paul paul oh i have to cheat guys sorry oh no oh no shit there it is ah paul uh, uh, i i i have it paul sheldon is it Paul Sheldon? Okay, let's see the back now. Uh, James Caan, Academy Award, starring bone-shattering thriller Misery, adapted from the novel by Tom Stephen King, as Paul Kane recuperates. Ah, uh, I think it's Paul Sheldon. Paul Sheldon? I think that's it. I could, I guess I can... Damn it. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Paul Sheldon. Anyway, um, uh, uh, Kathy Bates was uh, nominated for an Academy Award for her role as Annie Wilkes, and that should tell you how great of a job she did. That um, she didn't, um, she didn't. She was nominated. Okay, so her looks didn't have anything to do with her acting bit capacity she gave a a rememberable character who you fucking hate but again she's so good at that role um keeping with kathy bates jumping to her to titanic we hit leo leo was the actor i was talking about that i know him i love him and i've seen him in everything before this leonardo caprio has probably one of the best ranges in all of acting um but him as calvin candy is despicable. He's super racist. I don't have any fucking room for racist right now. I don't care if it gives me less views. If you're a fucking racist, just get off my fucking channel right now. Because I think you're a bitch. Anyway. Back to it. Don't be fucking racist. Don't be a dick. Rule zero. Um, Calvin Candy. It's, there's no likable thing. Besides it being Leo... There's no likable thing, but Leo really committed to that role, too. And I think it was blasphemy that I don't think he was nominated for that role. And he should have been. He did tremendous in that. So doesn't, um... Oh, what's his name? Wow, sorry. <laughs> sorry. can't think of that fucker's name <sighs> okay i need to talk um doctor the actor who plays dr king schultz there we go my i have level control in here and I, it was picking up a lot of the furnace um but uh 
yeah. Um, Dr. King Schultz was played. Wow, I'm really just fucking... Okay, we're moving on here. Um, but yeah, Calvin Candy, when he got killed by Schultz towards the end, I was so fucking happy. Because Leo is just the worst character, but he commits to that fucking role. And he does super fucking well with it. Um, man, this is really gonna fucking eat at me. Guess I can look it up real quick for you folks. Instead of just being a... Christoph Waltz. Okay, Christoph Waltz was nominated and won for the role. Which, again, very deserved. Maybe... I don't. I don't think... One, two Oscars. I can look it up right here, folks. We're going to find this out real quick. Um, Christoph Waltz. Okay, no, there's absolutely... Wow, nothing... Well, I don't... I'm not really a Jamie Foxx fan. Um, as many people might know or not know, I guess the role was originally going to go to Will Smith, and I think that would have completely changed... Uh, the career of Will Smith, if he was in this. Um, but Jamie Foxx, he always kind of... I just... I don't know. There was something he said in the making of documentary that made me lose respect for him, but it was just... I think he played it too cool. If that makes sense. Sorry, I burped again. And it just... I don't know. There's something about him. I still... I love the movie. I rewatched it, as you might remember, in another podcast. But, um, yeah, he, it's just, there's something about him. King, King Schultz stills uh, the show for me. I think he's great. Uh, his character, just great motives. And just, he he has this presence about him. But then Leo, again, he's anti-Schultz the whole fucking movie. Like, character-wise and everything. He made a role that you just fucking hate. But I still think Leo should have been nominated and won. Um... Keeping in with Leo, we're going to jump over to Departed. Um, actually, I don't have this on the list, but now that I say it, um, Jack Nicholson wasn't a villain you hated in that, but Matt Damon was... I hated Matt Damon's character in that. First of all, he was a cop. I don't like dirty cops. Dirty cops are the worst. Especially in movies, because you really want to see the protagonist succeed, and then shit like that happens. Um... But, uh, yeah, Matt Damon's character's awful. Like, again, he's a rat. We want to see, again, Leo's the fan favorite, so we want to see him succeed. Um, and then Matt Damon's this rat for Jack Nicholson. But I don't, Jack Nicholson has this presence where you can't hate him in his roles. Like, and the thing is, he's he's a tremendous actor, too. But I don't think I've actually... Like, his portrayal of the Joker is my favorite. I'm waiting for that Funko to come in. I have the Riddler Funko here, uh, Jim Carrey's. I also have the one from the 1960s one, and it's the Chase. And it's worth a pretty penny, but it has my favorite look of the 1960s Riddler TV show. Anyway, um, but yeah, Matt Damon, uh, he's a rat throughout the film, and he's trying his hardest to, like... Yeah, like, every character you actually want to succeed in that, he just always bumps heads with right away. Especially uh, Mark Wahlberg. It's funny, Leo didn't want nominated for that film. He wanted not, but so he took a nomination for Blood Diamond, which I don't think Blood Diamond's that great of a movie. Um, but uh, anyway, going on, um, he did uh, Blood Diamond, but he got nominated for that. 
because he didn't want to get nominated over all of his co-stars because they think they did well. Matt, Mark Wahlberg gets uh, nominated. You know what? He was like, he's probably like, yeah, sure, I'll take a trophy. If you give me a trophy, I'll take it. I don't fucking care. Leo's not doing it. He doesn't want to do it. Why wouldn't he want to do it? You know what? I'll do it. I'll do it for him. I feel like that would be his initial response. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Matt Damon, though, he's... I don't, again, like, I'm Matt Damon, also an actor who has range. He's actually fucking hilarious. If you've ever seen the movie Dogma, I'm going to do something, a big appreciation post. Um, I'm supposed to be meeting Kevin Smith. It was supposed to be this year, but the pandemic, so it's going to be March of next year. And if this show's still happening, I want to do a full thing about his films and getting to talk to him. And because I, I'm a big admirer of his, um, and it, it, it's sappy. I won't get into it. Um. But yeah, uh, he does well as uh, Loki. He plays Loki in that. Um, ow, fuck. My wedding ring just hit my computer. Uh, anyway. Um, but yeah. Um, he. Uh, Matt Damon's just not likable. <laughs> I'm getting off track. Uh, but yeah. Uh, we went to Matt Damon, which he plays Loki in the Marvel Universe. And the next character I wanted to bring up. Thanos. <sighs> You're going to hear a lot of talk. Like, <laughs> the first and second parts of, of the podcast, because they're focusing on Infinity War and Endgame more. Um, it will, uh, yeah. It's just something that. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. He was written to win no matter what in Infinity War. But, like, I never sympathized with Thanos through the whole movie. Like, there was something I couldn't. But the thing is, like, I feel like Josh Brolin was the perfect fucking choice to play Thanos. Um, he uh, he is he's a, another actor with a lot of range. Um, and he plays him, and you can tell they want to give a vulnerability, but it's like, you want to kill millions. Not that... They, Billions upon billions of people in the... Not just people. Every living thing. You want to get rid of half of them just because you were fucking hungry, pretty much. Um, but anyway... Um, yeah. But he does it so well. Like, even though he's trying to make himself the, look like the good guy, he has a way that you know he's evil and everything he's doing is evil because it's his own self-interest. Um, but... He's, he just does fucking well. And again, like, I guess you could put him with Darth Vader as, like, he's a big cultural phenomenon. But I just, I can't, there, there's something more human about Darth Vader than there is a Thanos. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, but he does great. He does honestly fantastic. Um, uh, sorry, I was just reading my list here. Um. We're jumping into now, uh, we're going to go to a Martin Scorsese film here, because um, I talked about The Departed, Matt Damon, and that is Robert De Niro as Max Candy in the Cape Fear remake. Um, again, Robert De Niro, he seems like he would be that tough guy. Um, if you've never seen Mean Streets, it's one of Martin Scorsese's first films. 
and it, he does, he's in a he's in a small role. He's just fantastic in it. I guess he was, I don't know. I I need to look back on his backstory, but you know he grew up in those mean streets. Hate to be cheesy there, and when you see uh, Robert De Niro in some uh, some interviews, he's always kind of um, you could, he was always kind of a real strong straight man, and um. But he does really well with uh, playing Max Candy. He's this sadistic murderer, rapist, and he goes after um, the lawyer who put him in prison's daughter, young daughter. And it's so creepy, and he's just so... It's disgusting. It's a disgusting role. And he's just not likable. There's nothing you can like about Max Candy, and which is good if you ha- if you admire Max Candy at all. It's fucking weird, because um, the dude's a fucking rapist murderer, and but Robert De Niro fucking kills in the role. Just like everything he does, he kills in the role. Um, but again, Robert De Niro so good in that role because uh, we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, Oh man, I didn't write these last couple people down. Um, Meredith Blake, though, from The Parent Trap. <laughs> uh, I know that's a weird one to bring bring up, but you can't tell me you've watched The Parent Trap, and because you already know, like they want to get their mom back together, and um, Elaine Hendricks. Elaine Hendricks. She's a. I've seen her in a lot of things, but I feel like I don't at the same time it's it's weird um but she is a talented actress i've seen her in a lot of different things um and oh okay she's from tennessee how fun anyway um yeah she plays meredith blake who clearly is essentially a gold digger um because her dad runs that wealthy vineyard and um but again like I know, like, Disney always has the evil stepmother, and it's one thing to just read lines and record it in a studio, which voice acting is very hard. Um, when you're in the graphic design program, you see people doing uh, voiceover stuff for new media stuff, and it just, you have to have a certain, like, I feel like my voice is so fucking annoying to you guys. Um, please let me know, and I'll make sure not to change it because it's my fucking voice. Deal with it. And, um, but again, um, she does so well with the role, and it's weird to bring it up because the Disney film is cheesy. But like, again, like they—I guess it's stereotypical. Maybe she doesn't belong on this list. But at the same time, you know, I've seen her in other roles. She's been in likable stuff. Um, oh, Sheep was in she, Sheep. She was in Superstar as um. Oh. What was her name in that? Wow, I have to go back. She's in a lot of stuff, people. She was in... Oh, they had a Get Smart TV series in the 90s. I forgot about that. Oh, where are you? Superstar. She was Evian in Superstar, which, again, the Evian's not... She was supposed to be the popular girl, but, again, she's really fucking annoying in that. But, like I said, she's in a lot of stuff, and I didn't realize how much stuff. I forgot she was on Friends for a time. She was G2 in Inspector Gadget 2, which, not the greatest movie, but, you know, when you're have a child, you watch what you watch, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, 
Uh, yeah, she's in a lot of shit. But anyway, we'll move on here. I'm getting too distracted. And um, but then again, I've seen her as likable characters, like I was saying. And she again just she plays the awful. I'm going to be your soon mother. Yeah, that we that sounded weird. Anyway, um, but yeah, she played her so well, and you really just hate her. Yeah, I think she belongs on this list. If I fucking hated her character, but you know, again, this is all about respecting the actor, and we're cele- we're really celebrating these actors as much as it sounds like we're um, um, bashing them. It's me honoring them for playing such awful roles. Believably. They acted well. Anyway, um, uh, Henry Bowers in It Chapter 1. He He's shortly in It Chapter 2, but it's mostly the adult version of him. But um, Nicholas Hamilton played him. Uh, I don't know if they have his age on here. 2000. Oh, okay. He's older than I thought. Um, but this... What year did this one come out? This was 2017? Yes. Okay, so this came out when he was 17. So I guess, you know, he's old enough. But at the same time, Nicholas Hamilton, I've seen him in an interview, seems like a really good kid. But he plays Henry Bowers so well. And I think he's even worse than the original Henry Bowers from the original uh, Tim Curry It. Um, Again, hateable character, but this really young actor playing this character that and you know they show that he has an abusive dad and everything but and i know kids act out and i'm not a doctor and i'm not saying um one thing about a kid who might be misunderstood but at the same time like it's i almost have to compare the book but you can't because uh we'll get into that with that one but again yeah he just played the character very well but I didn't really feel sorry for Henry Bowers because I think he was doing things way worse than, um, way worse than what his dad was doing to him. Which his dad, whatever he was doing to him, wasn't right. But still, um, but yeah, Nicholas Hamilton, great job. Um, <laughs> this is a person I've met in real life. Uh, he plays Cal in the movie Titanic. That is Billy Zane. He was a really nice guy. But I was weirdly dumbfounded, nervous to meet him. And I think it's because I've seen him in so much. Um, I've seen, actually, everyone I've met, I've seen, I I met um, Ken Foray, who a lot of people will remember him as Keenan's dad on Keenan and Kel. But I remember him as, I can't think of the cop's name, but he was in Dawn of the Dead. He says the iconic room, uh, line, when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. I can't say it as cool as him. He has like a sly, cool tone to it. But anyway, um, yeah, um, but anyway, I go to this convention. I'm going to s- say it kind of slowly because every time I say it, people think I'm saying the wrong word. It's called Horror Hound Weekend. Horror, Horror Hound Weekend. Horror Hound Weekend. Okay, yeah, it does sound bad. Um, Whorehound Weekend, though. And he was there, and he was there with his sister because she was in uh, one of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Um, And I got to meet him, and I was talking to him. He was a really nice guy. I accidentally mentioned, because we were talking about Titanic a little too long, I was like, I was really shocked to find out you were wearing a wig. It looks so real. 
and I didn't see it as an issue. I was just, and then like, he's like, mm, well, thank you. Uh, nice meeting you. And then like pretty much told me to fuck off in the most friendliest of ways. I don't, he's not one of the people I despise that I've met. Um, I've met, uh, what's his face? Um, guy who played clay. I've met a lot of the sons of anarchy people. One of my favorite shows. And I accidentally met guy who plays clay. Uh, can't think of his fucking name now. Oh shit! I'm so sorry. I get so forgetful. Um, I'm also very tired right now. I have to be up super early. I should be going to bed right now. Um, but yeah, uh, Billy Zane met him. Super nice guy. Um, and we actually we talked about Titanic some, but weirdly before we talked about Titanic, he talked to me a long time about Zoolander two. And I said, I just never saw it. And he's like, and he has, he talks like Cal, but like not Cal at all in real life. And he's like, oh, you should really go see it. It's uh, quite, uh, it's quite humorous and more sophisticated than people give it credit for. And it was just like, oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> and so met Billy Zane, super nice guy. But it was like, when I, I've rewatched Titanic since I met him. And, um, which I know it's kind of weird to hear, but like, what's cool about Titanic is it's two completely different films back to back. It's almost like it's a weird grindhouse. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, super nice guy, but you hate Cal. He's a dick and he's that uh, typical rich, abusive husband and how he treats Rose is awful. And he's not Leonardo DiCaprio. And he needs to live with her forever. <laughs> uh, if I had the money, I would totally play My Heart Will Go On. And, um, but yeah, like, he's like the most hated person. Um, for good reason. And, um... Again, he's like the stereotypical, I'm so rich and powerful. You are beneath me. And you are beneath me, you poor man. Um, but again, you know, it was all about Leo. It was about him being with the woman who would live in his heart forever. And their love will go on. Okay, I'm sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> We're having fun here, right? Thank you for all who still listen to me. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, Billy Zane, Cowell, just... It makes... It's weird to say because it makes me smile when you find out what happens to Cal. Because you don't... Again, though, Billy Zane is... I've seen him in multiple roles, and he's not like the tip-top build actor he once was a long time ago um but he is a good actor and <laughs> i just his him talking about uh zoolander number two just it's quite it's more sophisticated than people give it credit for and it was just like he said it in a very cow fashion and i remember posting a photo of me and him and like that was my lowest liked photo from that weekend and i met so many fantastic people that week um oh god I'm going to have a talk. I'm going to talk about, I think I'll do a special dedication to the people I've met at Whorehound. Uh, I've met a Ghostbuster because of Whorehound, and that's awesome. Anyway, 
Oh, man, my back hurts. Sorry. I'm going to cut this off probably now. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, again, um, bit of an explanation of this again was I wanted to celebrate those actors that could really act so well that you forget who they are. And a lot of actors do that with other kind of roles. It's especially done in television shows. But again, you know, the thing of hate the character, respect the actor, I think is very true. I always hear stories from like uh, Lena Headley played Cersei. We talked about her. She was talking about how like people will like skip her lines because she's Cersei. And um, again, she seems like a really cool person in her life. And uh, I think she's actually either did or still dates Pedro Pascal. Pascal, I think that's his name from, uh, he's the Mandalorian now, but he was also on Game of Thrones with her. Um, damn it. I have this little like chimney that comes down and I'm sorry, the fucking sirens outside. Um, but yeah, again, we're celebrating these actors, um, for all they do. Hopefully if these are, I know I probably ruined a lot of the movies, but really when you watch these films, pay attention to those roles and you'll be like, wow, I get it. Like, they're doing such a good job that I really fucking hate them right now. Um, there's other movies that are especially like that. I feel like like a lot of movies with a lot of like hard racism, that for me is um, ones that I just can't like the characters. Um, looking at my collection real quick. Making sure I don't forget anything. Oh, the mayor in Pleasantville. I can't remember that actor. He passed away shortly after Pleasantville was made. I'm pretty sure Pleasantville was his last film, actually. He does so well as the mayor, but even though he changes in the end, it's because he showed true anger um, because he didn't want to accept that things were changing in Pleasantville. And But he does such a good role of just this hatred. And Pleasantville is really, like, there's a big like side message to it, especially with the black and white and colored thing of the whole thing. They don't want to accept any. Anyway, is there any black people in that movie? Oh my God. I don't think there's black people in that movie. They fucked up, but then maybe it makes it, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get to white people. Cause I think white people need it right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm white. Uh, Okay. Sorry, folks. I know I'm rambling now. Uh, thank you again for listening. Um, I can't remember. There's already stuff scheduled for the next three weeks. Uh, I need to do Marvel Part 3 for you guys still. Um, when you hear the Marvels, it's going to sound like I'm trashing them. But uh, first episode, I'm solo. Second episode, Cody comes back. Uh, we had a real fun time with that. And then third episode will just be me. And it's going to be like just my overall reaction and of the MCU. And then we're going to talk about the future of the MCU. Cause we, again, infinity war end game. And then I want to talk about the future, uh, which I'm very excited for. There's a lot of exciting things coming for that. Uh, watched midsummer high. And it was, it didn't freak me out. Like I think I could watch horror films. high guys. So that's good news. I can do horror films for you guys. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe all right um but yeah thank you for listening um marvel marvel episodes are coming soon guys um and yeah share this with your friends like the best way you guys can help support me so i don't have to 
you know, get sponsors on here. Just share it with your friends. Uh, get 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 this out there, you know. I want this to be enjoyable for everyone, especially during this time. There's a lot of shit going on. But yeah, um, share share it. Share it. If you know somebody who loves movies, say, hey, you know, maybe you guys will agree, maybe you won't. And you know what? That's okay because I want to hear from the people who don't agree with me sometimes because, again, this show is pretty much a one long opinion of certain films while you others might want to hear about certain movies that I might not have seen. So send those my way. Um, this show is for you. Soldier boy, tell him. Anyway, uh, yeah, thank you again. Um, next week, I think next week might be about underdog movies, underrated movies. I can't remember. I'm so sorry. Okay, anyway, yeah. Uh, I'm not doing episode counts anymore because uh, how I think today went pretty successful as everything. If this comes on just fine Friday, uh, I might do these shows closer to the release so we can make sure all your questions are up to date and all your suggestions are up to date. So, yeah, uh, thank you for listening and stay cool, everyone, and stay safe.